Matthew chapter 17, and I want to just read verses 1 through 9. You don't have to stand. I know if this is your first time at our church, we stand and sit and run around a lot. And uh, so we just sit in for the reading of the scripture today. Matthew chapter 17, and it says, And after six days, Jesus uh, taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured thank you before them and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light everyone let's read together read and While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face, and they were very afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell nobody about this vision until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And all of God's people said, Amen. All right. I want to speak to you uh, this morning from a declarative statement. I want you to speak it out of your mouth. And I want you to speak it from your heart. Just align your voice with your heart and just say, I want to experience Jesus. I want to experience, I want to experience Jesus. Now, in this country, in this nation we live in, it's possible to be acquainted with Jesus and not know Jesus. You know, even with you. People think they know you. And they'll say, oh, she my friend, I know her. But how many of y'all know that just because we're friends on Facebook <laughs> don't make us friends in real life. Uh, there's more to me than a profile picture. There's more to me than a status and a post. It says something about me, but that's not all me. There, there are many dimensions there are many dimensions of me. I find out that we live in a culture where there are individuals who are fans of Jesus, but they're not followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, these people who only know of him from a distance are the ones who are always trying to tell us about him. They know what Jesus is, what Jesus does. And oftentimes without having a real experience with him. Not sitting on a seat of judgment because here in the text today we realize that there are those who walked with him. They ate with him. They traveled with him. And still lacked a revelation of him. 
I know this. I know this because in John chapter 14, he goes on and he began to say this. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And the way I go, you know. And they says, well, how can we know the way? And Jesus looked at them and says, I am the way. <laughs> the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. And they said, well, Lord, show us the Father. And we'll, and we'll be satisfied. And he asked him, he says, haven't I been so long time with you? And then you pose the question about showing you the Father. You that have seen me have seen, seen the Father. It's possible to be associated with Christianity without knowing the Christ. It's possible to be a member of a church and not know God. It's possible to sing the songs and know the hymns but yet not know the God of the hymnologist. Tell your neighbor, I don't want to just experience church. Come on, tell them, I want to experience Jesus. Is there anybody in here that you realize there's got to be more to God than religious rhetoric and jewelry? Come on, because there are a lot of people who, who wear a cross around their neck and they'll put a cross as a tattoo on their body, but they will lack ever carrying a cross on their back. Hallelujah. But the Paul says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. As a matter of fact, you don't know him until you've been through with him. Now there are sensationalists and I hate to always give them a bad rap. And that's not my uh, attempt I'm not against anybody. I'm for God. I'm for the scriptures. But there are some who, in their intellectual advancement in theology, they lift to us the premise that the age of miracles ended with the death of the last apostle. And that would have been John on the Isle of Patmos. So they say, expect no miracles in March, April, or May. <laughs> Don't look for no healing, no revelation. If there should be any revelation, it would be written only on the pages of Scripture. For the Bible says that when that is perfect has come, that that was imperfect, which is prophecy in tongues, would be done away with. So they says, don't expect to see anything you've never seen. Look for anything you've never experienced. Mm. But it's hard, even though we don't have doctorates in theology, and most of us have not been to seminary, it's hard to talk us out of the miraculous power of God. Hmm. It's hard to, to, to convince me that God is not a miracle worker because I've seen too much. See, God is revealed in dilemmas. 
and in difficult situations. I want to just pose a question out here. Does anybody in here still believe in miracles? Is there anybody in here still know that God is a healer? How do you know God is a healer? Because somebody told you? Somebody told you? You saw something on TV? How do you know God is a healer? Because I was sick in my body. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Anybody in here didn't have the money for the doctor, but you had some anointing oil? Is there anybody in here before you ever popped a pill, you know what prayer can do? And the moments that I couldn't even pray for myself, I can testify that somebody prayed for me had me on their mind they took the time and prayed for me I dare about 30 of you to praise God because he's a prayer answering God I serve the God of the Bible that's not limited to the time of the Bible I serve the God of the Bible that's not limited to the pages of the Bible he's the same yesterday I need somebody in this section to talk back to me he's the same today and before I get up in the morning whatever problem I got he's already there he'll be the same tomorrow people lack understanding of God and knowledge of God because they lack experience with God oh I know her I know him oh yeah I know Jesus do you know him or do you have information about him see Information and knowledge is two different things. See, thank you. Y'all help me over here. Do you understand? We live in a generation that's full of information, not knowledge. You hear me? Now, I know this ain't a popcorn message for you about the turnaround, but I'm declaring to you that if you get a revelation of it, you experience turnarounds every day. You want to have to produce turnarounds. You'll live in turnarounds. I need you to tell your neighbor, I don't want just information. I want knowledge. See, see, we live in a Google generation that you can Google anything. So, oh, I know that. I know that. No, you got information about that. Just because you got information about how to fly a plane, help me, Felix, don't mean you know how to fly a plane. In order to know something that means you've got to have experience with something the Bible says and Adam knew Eve that means there was a level of intimacy and I know you know the Bible I know you know preachers I know you know church but do you know Jesus have you had an ex a, a intimate experience hmm. an, an intimate experience with 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 Jesus Oh, yes, I joined the church when I was a child. No, 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 I didn't ask you, have you ever joined the church? I didn't ask you whether you ever shook a preacher's hand. Do you know, do you know Jesus? Because you can grow up in this and never experience him. Uh, the Bible says after the disciples had walked with him, J.E., the Bible says he looked at three of them and said, you, 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 come here. Yeah, yeah. What? This has been one of the hardest lessons for me in life. And that lesson is, everyone you desire to go with you is not designed to go with you. 
All right, all right. I missed it with this message. Maybe this is just for me. Have you ever wanted something for somebody so bad? Have you ever desired more for somebody so bad? But this is what you got to get a revelation about in this season. You cannot want something more for someone than they want it for themselves. I'm from the small town called Gretna. And they used to say, you can take a horse to the water, but you cannot make him drink. Tell your neighbor, you got to want it for yourself. And that's why some of you sitting in church today, you've been sitting a little tight and it's kind of hard because the people that you're sitting near, but I need you to put the people on check on your road. Tell them this is a praise road. And I, ain't nothing on this road going to keep me from praising God. Ain't nothing on this road going to keep me from worshiping God. I dare you to put a praise check on your road right now. I dare you. I dare you. I double dare you. Yeah, the person beside you said nothing, did nothing. Tell him to go sit on the balcony. But not beside my unpaying. He said, you, so this is, this is what I got. You got to get a revelation about the people around you. Because many of you have been frustrated about the people who couldn't handle what you gave them. When it's really not their fault, it's your lack of discernment. Yo, there's some people who told your secrets. It's not because they were being malicious. It's because they did not have the capacity to handle. Y'all don't want this truth. Y'all don't want to be. Y'all don't want to be real. And you should have known it because they can't even hold their own business. So how do you expect them to hold yours? You need this revelation because some of you are still walking around with bitterness and unforgiveness because you are trying to receive something from somebody that didn't have it to give. I, I, my father is a great father today, but he had to learn how to be a great father because for years he was not a great father. But I have a revelation about it. He couldn't give it to me because he didn't have one. Come on. And some of us, you need to release people from expectations. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. That's why David says, my expectation is on him. You got to get a revelation about the people around you because, all right, I'm, I'm running out of time. Jesus had a lot of people around him. A lot of people around him. But he had a revelation about the people around him. Now, some of you, I know you got that cut off spirit. You cut off everybody. That's the way you live. Just cut off. I'm cutting. I'm cutting off. At some point, if you keep cutting, you ain't going to have nothing left. It's not about, it's not about how many people you can cut off. It's, it's about how well you can operate with the people around you. So then, what, are you, what are you saying, Bishop? Let me, give, let me give you an understanding of this. Jesus, there was a multitude of people that followed Jesus. Most of them was following them for fish and bread. You, you don't know them people? As long as you picking up the tip and the tab, as long as you paying, they ready to go. They ain't never got their own money. <laughs> so, so you got that revelation that they're only connected to you based upon what they can get from you. Mm -hmm. 
Some of them on a survival mode. Some of them just don't know no better. So I just got that revelation about them. I don't have high expectation for those, right? But out of the multitude, there's 70. They come with no pads and pins. They don't just come for the thrill. Hallelujah. They come for the impartation. But out of the 70, there's 12. They don't just want an impartation. They want a mantle. Mm. See, that 12 is an intimate group. And some of us have messed up because we tried to take our 70 and force them into our 12. And then you became top heavy. My God. You trying to find out why everything leaks before time. Y'all not saying nothing in here. Because you tried to force people into a space that they were not designed for. <laughs> then out of the 12, he said, you, 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 come here. You, 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 come here. Come here. Peter, James, and John. Who's, who has God destined to be in your inner circle? Be, be careful because it may not be the person that's beside you. And it don't mean you cut them off. It means they just can't go here. They don't have to be perfect. They got to be postured. Because I'm looking at Peter and we already know. <laughs> we already know. He said, he said, come here, Peter, James, come, come with me. Because I got to show you something. But what he was going to show them, they would not experience it here. He said, we got to climb for this. Hmm. Austin, help me preach this. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, elevate your mind. See, many of us are trying to embrace God on this level. But there's, a, there's an experience that only you can get through elevation. Hmm. Maybe, maybe your issue is the reason why you can't experience the expanded view of God is because you have surrounded yourself with small-minded people. People who think going to prayer is being too deep. People who think reading your Bible is being spooky. People who think pouring yourself out in worship, it don't take all of that. But maybe... Maybe you need to pull away from, tell your neighbor, God is delivering me from small-minded people. I need somebody to testify I'm already delivered. I'm, I made that cut during the pandemic around March and April. He says, let's climb to this mountain so we will experience. I got something I need to show you, but you can't see it here. And when they get there, they accepted the invitation to go higher. Hmm. They made the climb. And when they got there, all of a sudden, Leanne, Moses and Elijah shows up. We go up with Jesus. And Moses and Elijah shows up. 
what y'all doing here? Not only does Moses and Elijah show up, men who had been dead for thousands of years. Not only do they show up, Danny, they know it's Moses and Elijah. Without Wikipedia, without Facebook, without Google, I just need somebody to help me preach right through here. They knew it was Mo. How did they know it was Moses and Elijah without a picture? Because there are certain revelations that you will only get when you come up higher. I need you to look at the people in your section and tell them it's time to go higher. It's time to go higher. Y'all can stay in low places and talk about low issues and keep on talking about the same stuff over and over. Did you hear? Have you heard? Who so-and-so is dating? I don't have time for that. See, small-minded people, all they do is discuss people. But we that have got an elevated mindset, we're talking about high things. We're talking about God. You ain't heard? No, I haven't. I don't, live, I don't live in low places. There's certain revelations. Ooh, I need you to point to somebody telling me you're about to get a revelation concerning your situation. You, you, thought, you thought you were being isolated because of punishment. Hallelujah. You thought you couldn't connect with people because they thought they were better than you. You were been dealing with insecurities because you thought it was rejection because you couldn't get in the group you wanted to get in and you couldn't get in the school you wanted to get in and because somebody didn't choose you and somebody didn't want to be in a relationship with you. But baby, come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. There's a revelation you're going to get that what you thought was your rejection is one of the best things that ever happened to you because if that had never happened, you wouldn't be having the experience you're having right now. I need about 50 people to praise God for every shut door. Praise God. I said praise it for every shut door. Because if you were like me in middle school, if the principal came to the class and said, I need him. <laughs> My question is, what did I do? And that's our condemnation mindset. As soon as God starts to pull us away, we start thinking it's punishment. And what happens when, oh my God, what happens? All of a sudden, fear comes on them. It won't, oh wow, look, no, fear. Because oftentimes when God is taking us into a deeper place, it scares us. No, really, it's it's scare it scares us. Y'all know how a little earlier, y'all know how when the spirit of God started moving, and some of you, it was maybe your first time in what we culturally call a Pentecostal church, and how you see how you got nervous. Now, some of you to get nervous. Now you you ride roller coasters and um you you go to football games where y'all rip your clothes off and scream and holler to the top of your lungs and paint your body different color you know you understand what i'm saying but then when you come into something you've never been in before it scares you and that's not unbiblical because when the angel comes to mary the first thing he's got to say to her is fear not 
because new experiences have a tendency to scare us some of you god has brought you into a new season and you got mixed emotions about it okay maybe this message ain't for everybody let me find the one person so i can talk to you i need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor could it be this is what you pray for oftentimes we pray for things and when it shows up it freaks us out so oftentimes we pray for something and we look for it to come one way and God want you to consider it could be the very thing you pray for and the Bible said they get scared to death they get scared to death and the Lord said no 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 don't get afraid Mm. you need to see this see I don't ride roller coasters and the reason why I don't ride roller coasters is because I watch the news and you know the news never says you know there was a thousand roller coaster rides today and they all made it (laughs) every time I watch the news somebody got stuck on one and they had to climb up and get them down and I feel like the devil is after me so you know, it just be my luck, right? So one time I did ride a roller coaster uh, at King's Dominion. And uh, I, yeah, I was brave. I did it. I did it. Uh, it was the Scooby-Doo. Uh, judge yourself. Don't you judge me. Judge yourself. You don't know what I've been through. So my thing was, it, it went up. And then it stopped. I was like, did it break down? Did it break down? Because automatically, automatically, when there's silence, we get scared. When it looks like nothing is moving, oh, help me, God, we get afraid. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, just because it's not moving don't mean it's not working. Hallelujah. Some of you, you've been praising God, you've been praying, look like there's no activity, but just because you ain't heard nothing lately don't mean it's not working. And I was sitting beside somebody, they says, you know what they told me? They says, open your eyes. They said, you're not going to experience the ride until you open your eyes. Oh my. I'm looking at Peter, James, and John. They laying down, but Jesus says, open your eyes. It's got a lot of turns, but keep your eyes open. There's a lot of ups and downs, but keep your eyes on it. Because when you come out of this, that's going to be an undeniable experience. But you will miss it if you don't open your eyes. I need you to touch somebody on the left and the right of you. Tell them experience all of it. Hallelujah. I want the highs in God. And if I got to go through the valley, let me go through with God. But I need to experience all of it. I need to experience the high praise. I need to experience the tears. I need to experience all of it. Because Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, For we know that all things work together for the good of them. They love the Lord, Tristan. And to those who are called according to his purpose. All right. He said, he said, he said, open your eyes and see. He said, oh, wow. Okay. Moses and Elijah. Well, since we're here, wow. We need to, let's build a monument. Three of them. 
Oh my God. Let's build one for Moses. Let's build one for Elijah and one for Jesus. And when they said that, a heavenly interruption took place. Because God says, I'm not going to let you mess this moment up by mislabeling it. Oh, Shama, I'm sorry. Hey, glory be to God. He says, I'm not going to let... Some of you all, you ought to praise God because He shut your mouth. Because some of us almost talked ourselves out of a God moment. You think you know, you think you know how this goes, but point to somebody and tell them you've never been here before. We mess up because we think we know. Oh, yeah, 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 we know. Uh, uh-uh, no, no, you ain't never been here before. Joshua said. Walk around the wall. And then, okay, what we do? Shh, don't say nothing. All right, we go, go home. Mm, strange military tactic, but okay. Next day, y'all come on. Walk around the wall. Oh, hold on, ain't we gonna fight? Shh. Walk around the wall. Don't say nothing. All right. Okay, what next? Go home. Day three. Okay, Josh, what you want us to do? Walk around the wall. Okay, all right. All right, because this is the third day, and you know on the third day morning. Okay, and now, no, no, go home. Six days of a bunch of activity and no change. I come to prophesy to somebody who's been operating, but you feel like you haven't experienced any change. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, did you hear what the preacher said? Just because it ain't moving don't mean it's not working. Some of you are going to experience deliverance in your simple obedience. Some of you are going to experience a breakthrough because you follow the instructions. Sixth day, seventh day, Walk around the wall. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. Now go home. Uh-uh, what? Stop thinking you know. Walk again. Oh, okay, Josh. <laughs> okay. And now what happened? When God started doing something new, you got to start watching. Oh my God when God some of y'all in here right now you feel a leap in your spirit because you in a new territory in your life but just because you in a new place don't mean God has changed he's already there waiting on you somebody just get up and make a step and shout I'm in a new place in the seventh time he tells them to to shout so that's why we'll I see Peter James and John saying oh yeah yeah we good with tabernacles and honor we're gonna build one for one for Elijah one for Moses one for Jesus and a voice spoke down from heaven said no Moses and Elijah didn't show up to be worshiped Moses and Elijah showed up to testify of Jesus I come to tell some of you, you've been worshiping the wrong thing. You've been worshiping the method that God has used. You've been worshiping the move that God used. But don't forget, all these things are only pointing to 
to Jesus. To the point when, when the voice of the Lord spoke down from heaven, they looked up and they saw nobody left. Nobody say, say, say Jesus only. And then they saw Jesus. They said, y'all know what? This was new. But it was good that we was here. It, whew, we just experienced Jesus. We thought we knew Jesus. We saw another dimension of him we've never seen before. This is why Apostle Paul says it's in him. I'm sorry, y'all. This is all that God gave me today. That's why Apostle Paul says it's in him I live, I move, and I have my being. Some of you have, have your being in him, but you haven't started living in him. If some of us are living in him, we ain't moving in him. What has changed about you since you said the sinner's prayer? Where, where are you? You've been in church how long? Where are you? Have you? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you became a believer? Oh yeah, the Holy Ghost hit me one time. No, no, no. That, I'm, not, I'm not talking about something hitting you. Have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? Have you been baptized in water? Or did they let you sing on the sunbeam choir and you never went through the water? Has God ever spoken to you? Or you didn't know he could speak to you? Have you ever heard the voice of God on riding your thought patterns? Have you ever had a God moment in your bedroom by yourself where tears started coming down your face and there was nothing wrong? No, 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 no. Because let me tell y'all something. Let me, let me be honest with you. Since I've been preaching and pastoring, I have had moments. I have had moments that made me wonder, should I be doing this? Okay, am I, is this too honest for y'all? <laughs> is, am I a Christian because my mama did this to me? Have y'all ever thought that? Am, is this real? And anytime my mind begin to slip, all of a sudden, I will remember an experience I had with Jesus at the age of 12 years old. My mama didn't make me go up to the front. Oh my God. I was there after being for two nights back to back and I was on the altar and I was saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I had an experience with God that I began to speak in another language. Ooh, hallelujah. I went home caught up in it. That was my time. That was my zero on my timeline. My prayer is for this generation. Is that you have an experience with Jesus. Because we got, we go to Christian schools, we wear Jesus t-shirts, and the reason why it's so easy for us to walk from the faith, because we never got in the faith. Information. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, for God so loved the world. No, no, no. Have you ever been in so much sin in your life, and he so loved you? Has it, has it, has it become real? Have you experienced Jesus? 
Jesus? Do you know him to be a doctor in the sick room? Do you know him to be a lawyer in the courtroom? Do you know him to be a friend to the friendless? Do you know him to be a mind regulator? Do I got anybody in here that's been in darkness and he stepped in and the light of God pushed back the force of darkness? So the Bible said, Jesus told them, Jesus told them, don't tell nobody. They can't handle it. Don't tell nobody until I've risen. So, so Alicia, hear this. Why in the world would I be telling it? Because according to scripture, you don't supposed to tell it. Your experiences with Jesus. Why am I telling it? Because he said, don't tell it until I've risen. The reason why I have permission, because two years ago, I left Gretna because I had to preach a funeral. I had to preach Precious's aunt's funeral. And I left there, and I drove right after the funeral to Washington Dulles Airport. And I got on the airplane in Washington, Dulles. And I flew to Ben-Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. Once I landed in Tel Aviv, they picked us up on a bus. We stayed overnight in Tel Aviv. Went to Caesarea, the coastal city. Then we got back in the bus. We went to the Galilee. And we stayed there for a few days. The reason why I have permission to tell you, because after being three days around the Sea of Galilee, they then took us to the Dead Sea. It's called the Dead Sea because everything in it is dead. But the reason why I can tell you this, because after being at the Dead Sea, we got back on the bus. And we start climbing. We start climbing to a place that some call Zion. We start climbing to a place where they call the ancient city of Jerusalem. And after being in the city of Jerusalem, I went over to what they call the Western Wall, where we prayed on the Western Wall. And the Orthodox Jews were rocking in Shovan. <laughs> and they were, they, were, they, were, shh, they were back and back and forth praying, asking for Messiah to come. Messiah come. Messiah come. And while they were rocking saying Messiah come, I was beside them rocking saying Messiah come again. Messiah come again. Ooh. But before I left, we had one day, one day left. And they said, your last stop is outside of the old city of Jerusalem. And there's a garden there. And that garden is beside a, a huge mountain that's in the face of a skull that they call Golgotha. And in this garden, there's a wine press. And in this garden, over from the wine press, there's a hole. And where this hole is, there's a stone on the side. The reason why I can tell you about my experience with Jesus, because I stuck my head in that tomb. And he's not there. I'm not trying I'm not trying to get you to connect with a dead religion and let me shut down the lie of Satan I'm not trying to get you connected to a white man's religion I don't serve him because he's white 
I don't serve him because he's black with dreadlocks. I serve him because when they put the nails in his hands, I serve him because when they put the nails in his feet, his blood came out red. I wish I had 50,000 people all around the world to open up your mouth and praise him because he's risen. I said praise him because he's risen. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I would I, I can fail in my homiletics even in my oratory skills but I'm a failure if I let you come and experience the best church on this side of heaven if you don't experience Jesus where, where are you are you still at the foot of the mountain? Have you made that climb? What makes it easy for you to come to him? Is because when you didn't have the strength, he came to you. Now he's giving you an invitation. Mm. Maybe you thought, maybe you thought that we were dancing earlier and shouting because we only got stars beside our names. We've just been living so holy. No, the reason why we praise like we do is because we're forgiven. And we've experienced Jesus. Maybe you're trying to build tents and tabernacles and monuments to something that can't, that can't feed you, that can't serve you. Maybe you need to come and join this brother right here. I wish I had a praise here. Why y'all not praise? What? Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.